What is going on, guys? My name is Mac. Across from me, virtually, lifelong friend, basketball connoisseur, Garrett Howe. And we are, what are we, probably like halfway? Yeah, we're probably like halfway, dude. We're halfway through the extraordinary series that is the NBA Finals. We'll get to that in a minute. But hope you guys are having a fantastic day. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for taking a moment out of your day to listen to the podcast. This is the Press Breaker Podcast brought to you by All You Need to Know. All that good stuff. I'm trying to change up how we do the intros just because, I don't know, I feel like a freaking robot regurgitating the same thing every time for the intro. But uh, it is a nice, clear evening in the western part of Kane Tuck where we record the Pressbreaker Podcast, a.k.a. where we live. Please don't come hunt us down. But anyway, Garrett, how you doing, man? Dude, I'm great. And uh, to the weather, it was an awesome day outside today. Oh, yeah. Like, this afternoon was freaking beautiful outside. Yeah. Went golfing, and it felt great. I barely even broke a sweat. Nice, dude. Can't say the same for myself. Did not go golfing, and if I did, I probably would break a sweat. It was one of the few days I did not. Nice. But, yeah, um, you guys know what we're talking about. It's no secret. NBA Finals. Um, you know, probably just going to be a short little recap episode for you guys. Um, game three though was last night, uh, game two, you know, we'll go over, but the Warriors took that by what was it? 19. Yeah. 19 points, 19 point game. And, uh, Boston took it by 16 last night. Uh, did you get to catch game two or three? I watched most of game two, and I just did not watch game three. Just kind of forgot about it, and then I was just like, meh. I watched the second half of game two, and I watched pretty much all of game three. Um, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's kind of boring to diagnose these teams, um, you know, to kind of go over what happened, because they played the same basketball every single every game. They they have their game plan and they stick to it. They they just don't fold. They don't switch. They don't scheme. They don't they don't do anything. They know they're the best at what they do. And so they just do it and they throw everything they have at at the opposing team. Yeah. The only reason they got beat so bad the Celtics got beat so good bad in game two is because their defense was just lackluster. Yeah. Like they played the same defense. They just weren't as committed, I guess, right? Like there yeah. was they weren't they were probably playing as hard, but it just wasn't wasn't working that night. It was just a night, one of those nights for the Warriors where they were just hitting all the shots they needed to hit for the most part. And the Celtics just, I mean, they played fine, but they just couldn't keep up. Yeah. Game two was, I guess, Curry's way of saying, hey, I might be older, but I'm still here. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, he clocked 29 points. I think he came down with like six boards, too which is, you know, pretty high for Curry. You know, he's not really known as a rebounder, but uh, he also tacked on four assists, three steals, which, hey, the three steals, something we don't see from Curry a lot. Um, The Warriors That's as big. a whole in game two had 15 steals. That's a lot. Which is, really, which is really cool to me because although they're not known as a defensive team, they definitely have defenders. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, they have Draymond Green. Um, yeah, dude. No need to explain him. We have Andrew Wiggins, who is no... He's no slouch on defense. He's not necessarily like an elite defender or anything, but he definitely pulls his own weight in the defensive uh, category. 
Clay Thompson, his defense is a little worse now that he's off what two ACL tears. Uh, ACL and an Achilles, I think. ACL and Achilles, yes, that's correct. So, um, same leg too, right? Yeah, he shot four for nineteen. Um, luckily, you know, he got his stroke back in game three a little bit, but game two, Clay just wasn't really wasn't really looking good. But back to what mm-hmm. I was saying, you have these people off the bench like uh, Gary Payton, Otto Porter, uh, Moses Moody, even though you know he doesn't play very much. Um, who are, you know, pretty good defenders. So you could definitely get a defensive lineup out of Golden State, and it would probably clamp you down if you were to run, like, Gary Payton, Otto, Draymond Green, Kevon Looney, and Clay Thompson, you know, something like that. You could definitely have a defensive lineup out there, and it would be a very good defensive lineup. But, you know, they're not necessarily, like, super known for that. They're not known for the defense. And yeah, like keep as I keep looking like the box score and stuff from game three. I was like trying to remember exactly what happened. Now I remember the third quarter was just they came out so cold. The Celtics did like they were just so like the halftime just killed it because they were down two at half. Yeah. And then the Warriors outscored them by 21 in the third. Yeah. So that was just I mean, that's it right there. Yeah. But uh, they just keeping, yeah, yeah. But uh, keeping on my topic of game two, Jason Tatum, 28 point. But he had the single most, uh, I don't even know how to say it, the single lowest plus minus of an NBA Finals game, surpassing his idol Kobe Bryant at negative 35 with a negative 36 plus minus. I don't know why I'm saying negative minus. A minus 36. Granted, <laughs> granted, uh, he played 34 minutes. So, you know, obviously he is out there for a lot of bucket getting by the Warriors. He got his though, uh, but you know it wasn't enough. Game one, Al Horford wasn't didn't show up. I knew uh, that wasn't happening in game two. Yeah, uh, but you know, whatever's ever. But yeah, uh, the Celtics, like you said, lackluster defense, and they just couldn't pull it together on the offensive end either. Uh, since you bring brought up plus minus real quick, I was just looking through them all. Clay Thompson with the rare zero. Oh just wow, a, a, a zero plus minus. Where so everybody he, else in the starting lineup had a plus seven or higher. He literally was not an impact in the game. That's no, obviously that's not true. But that's what even Draymond like had a plus seven. Nice. Right. Otto Porter Jr. had a plus twenty four. Yeah, Otto Porter Jr. had a very good game. Had a very good game too. I think he clocked what twenty four points or something. No, he had three points, but he had three rebounds and assists and three steals. So all his work Wait, was... did Otto Porter go hard in game one then? I thought Otto Porter mm-hmm. went hard in a finals game. Like, like obviously this year. He had 12 in game one. Shot 80% from the field and from three. So I think he just shot four or five from three. In oh, game wow. One. Wow. Yeah. Uh, no, for, right. for the series, though, he's shooting like 75%, 80% from three. Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all, actually. He's, I mean, he's only scored uh, 21 points for the series, but, I mean, he's shooting at a high Hey, clip. 21 points over three games? Who does that sound like? Sounds like P.J. Tucker last year with the seven-point game one, game two, and game three. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Where How about that? that? We talked about that for, like, ten minutes yeah. last year. Isn't it crazy how we're already to the next finals? Yep. 
and the last one was late last year too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Like we were, July, it was like two or three weeks later than this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it was after the bubble year, so they delayed the season. I forgot about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. God, that seems like forever ago, and it was. It does, just, and it was, it was less than a ago. year ago. Oh, yep. I, thought, I thought you meant the finals last year. Sorry, no, I meant like I meant like the bubble and like yeah, the, the bubble does feel like forever ago. It really like ages does. ago. Yeah, man, literally two years ago from right now. Still a fluke finals for Miami, but whatever. I didn't want to say that, but now it really does look like that. Like same with the again, Lakers. Though. Yeah. I yeah. was not a big Mickey Mouse finals guy, like little Mickey yeah. guy, but it looks like it just looks like that now. I still yeah. don't think it is. Like you still got to make it there, but obviously playing at your own place and stuff and playing on the road is matters clearly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think, you know, game two, Celtics knew the Warriors were going to come out hot headed and they sure did that. They not did. even, not even really the Warriors. It was really Steph Curry. He came out hot-headed, showed, showed the world who he is, how great he is. But moving on to game three, I think I've, I, I, I got to say it. I think the most impressive player in game three to me was Marcus Smart. Um, that, guy, that guy just goes hard. Uh, shot three for seven from three, which is something you really only saw Marcus Smart do this year. He kind of really only incorporated a, like a deadly shot this year uh pause but he uh he just plays so well and he always plays at 110 percent. it doesn't matter what's happening in the game he is always going super 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 duper hard and i really like i enjoyed that out of a player you know what i mean like yeah. i i like the players that give 110 percent effort on both sides of the floor all the time yeah, Marcus Mars kind of getting on his Giannis stuff. Like, obviously, he shot threes, but he's getting, like, where Giannis got to the point where, like, it's open, I'm going to take it, right? Yeah. Like, there's no point in just looking at it if you're a guard or a forward. Like, mm-hmm. just shoot the shot. Who cares? Yeah. So, like, I'm glad that he's doing that because they need that. Like, 24-7-5 is really big for the Celtics from him. I agree. So, like, if he does that every game, they have a good chance to, to win, I think. He is slowly making his way into that big three with him and Jay, with him, Jalen Brown and JT. Um, what's really cool is the speaking of the big three of Boston, twenty four from Marcus Smart, twenty six from Jason Tatum, twenty seven from Jalen Brown. That's yep. like if you get all three of them firing on you know all cylinders for a ser- for a series, they're the best team in the NBA. I, I think. With how well they play defense, but also how well they make their teammates around them and able to score the ball, yep. that's it. It's it's legit unstoppable in today's NBA. I think, you know, especially when you have people like Robert Williams. Guy is, he's not great by any means. By any by any stat, he's not great. He does exactly what he needs to do, and he doesn't try anything more. And that's exactly what you need from from a supporting cast. Al Horford, game one, went super duper hard, needed it. It was amazing. Game two, he tried, realized he can't do it every game. So he calmed down in game three and look back on his back on his shit, man. Five for seven from the field, eleven points. That's all you need. Eleven, eight, and six, might I add, for Al Horford. Almost yep. a triple double. So that's cool. Uh, but man, that's just I just really like what I see out of the Celtics team. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, I was going to say something about Robert Williams. Son of a... Oh, oh, that's what it was. Did you see the stat where he's averaging in the playoffs like a block every four possessions? Yeah. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. Or was that just the finals? I I, it might have it it just been the finals. I think it's just the finals. But still, that's, that's insane. Yeah. He had like, four blocks in game he's... three. He's so he's so good around the rim, and I still think it's crazy. He's not really healthy technically. Like, yeah. He's still kind of on a bum knee. Yeah, he so is. So that's even more impressive. Yeah, he's he's the real deal. You know, he's only twenty four. He doesn't really have that much of an offensive arsenal, but he's there on defense. He's there to swat shots. I think they need they need to give him a bag, a, a good enough bag that makes him want to stay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't overpay the man because he's not worth like twenty five million a year or anything. Maybe, maybe a li- you could maybe overpay him a little as like a hopeful overpay. Like, here's yeah. what we think he can get. So yeah. if he gets here, then he's worth this money. Yeah, um, I can agree with that. Here's something I've seen a lot after Game Three last night, and after Game Two, some people saying Jalen Brown is better than Jason Tatum. What do you think about that? I saw that. I saw that, and I think they're using recency bias like hella. Yeah. Jason Tatum has not had the most efficient finals. He hasn't had the most efficient playoffs. But man, if you win the championship, who cares? Like he is he is that guy. Jalen Brown unfortunately is not always going to be there. He he is way less consistent than Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, it's easy in my opinion to critique him and hate on him because his off nights are the opposite of like a 36 point game. He'll shoot like four for 19 or whatever it was in game one. It's volatile. It's very out. It's very, I guess, outlier ish. I I don't, that's kind of a stupid thing to say, but he will either go for 36 up here or he'll go for two points down here with Jalen Brown. His really dope games are 22 points, 23 points. And his bad games are like nine points or 10 points. So it's like you, it's just a higher risk, higher reward for Jason Tatum, which in my opinion is what you want out of your star guy. Jalen Brown is a very good second option. Yeah. I think, I think they're only like positive for Jalen Brown, like in that, comparison i think Jalen brown from what i've seen not just in the playoffs but this year he's a lot better in the questions like yeah. obviously the ball's going to jason tatum but Jalen brown if he has the ball he is most likely scoring it i feel like when it really matters i mm-hmm. think it's the only place he's got jason tatum right now but yeah. i agree with you i think jason tatum has just been obviously they're still very young but through jason tatum's five years he's been playing better over that long over a longer period of time than Jalen brown has like Jalen brown's been like the last two years consistently Jason Tatum has been all five years. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's kind of, so I think I'm, I'm it, with you there yeah. on the consistency. I think it's a LeBron D Wade thing. Like Jalen Brown is not as good as, as uh, Jason Tatum, but it's nothing like that's nothing against Jalen Brown. Like Jalen Brown is no. still an amazing yeah. NBA player. Like he's still really, really good. He's just not better than Jason Tatum. Like, if he continues on this trajectory, if both of them do, there's a good chance in, like, three or four years they could both be top five players in the NBA. I think. Yeah. It's, like, it's super possible. And I agree. That, like, it's like, it's like, and like you said, like we were saying, it doesn't really matter that Jason Tatum is technically better than them. Like, if you have two of the top five, potential top five players in the league in the future on your team, then what does it matter? What's the conversation? 
question here. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but Grant Williams, I he just keeps existing, and I hate it. <laughs> Ten points, man. Ten <laughs> points, five rebounds. But like, the stats don't tell the whole story for Grant Williams. When he's out there, he's no. making productive plays. But it's just like, it's it's as quiet as it can be. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that. It's as quiet as it can be. Yeah, that uh, also sound like I wanted Grant Williams dead. I don't want Grant Williams dead. <laughs> I just like, I just don't like that he's good. Like that he does valuable things for the Celtics. I just can't stand it for some reason. Yeah, that's probably because I like UK and he went to Tennessee. Like that's probably what it stems from. But I think also think he has a hateable face personally. <laughs> um, but anyways, that, I just I think Brie Larson had the most hateable face ever. True. But yeah, I just wanted to make sure that everybody didn't think that I want a Grant Williams dead. I don't want Grant Williams dead, I promise. Um, but yeah, I just think, I think game three was just all about Boston just kind of getting back in their defensive groove. Mm-hmm. Like that, I think they just got out of it in game, really just they got out of it in the third quarter of game two. They had one bad quarter. It's like the Warriors had one bad quarter in game one. Um, I agree. That's all I'll, it is. I also just started eating a hot tamale while recording the podcast, so I really apologize for that. That's a ballsy move. I know. I'm, I don't know why I did it. Hey, speaking of candies, uh, you know what sucks? Milk duds. That's true, though. That's so true. I've seen a TikTok that goes that's going around. It's like, what could find something we can all agree? Or you can't find anything that we all agree on. I bet everybody agrees that milk duds suck. There's no way that anybody likes. Oh milk man, does. I saw a there's TikTok. No it was like, I there was like, uh, <laughs> I it was like, there's not one thing on this on this earth that everybody can agree on. And it was a guy, and he said. Chris Rock slapped the shit out of Will Smith. <laughs> I was like, that's fair. We can all agree with that. Oh, man. I like that trend. It's so funny. Yeah. Uh, but um, I just sorry, wanted, I just wanted to touch on one thing uh, before I wrapped up my points. If, you know, you can wrap up yours, whatever. Yep. I think Derek White has to be a little more productive. I think, obviously, they're up to one, so it's not that big of a deal. Uh, but I think in... In those close situations, I think Derek White should be in the game. I think he should be active and, I guess, uh, productive enough to be able to be put in those games in those late-game situations. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, I was going to say, like, kind of going off what you said, like, my final thought would be, it's like, it's not about Al Horford scoring 26 every game. It's about Peyton Pritchard and Derek White combining for 20 to 26 every every game yeah. off the bench. Yeah. Like, that that matters way more to them than Al Horford scoring 26 because what matters for mm-hmm. them without Horford is him rebounding the ball and coexisting well on defense with Derek or with Robert Williams. I was going to say yeah. Derek Williams for a second. <laughs> yeah. Is but... that a person? Yeah. Derek Williams Jr. Yes. Yeah. No. Derek, is it Jr.? The guy that played on the play, went to Arizona, played on the Timberwolves. Is that yeah. Derek Williams? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a junior. I take that back. He's not a junior. You're thinking of, are you thinking of Derek Jones? Jr.? I'm thinking of Derek Jones Jr. But Derek Williams is 100 percent a person. Yes, yeah, yeah. Bust, by the way. Yeah, uh. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, Boston. Their five starters can go out and play amazing offense, amazing defense all day. But it's those guys like Derek White, Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard. Um, That's really you know, it. Even yeah, I mean, even you get down there in the Aaron Naismith. You know, sometimes he kind of. He can hit some threes. Kind of some gray area when he plays. I don't really know what the situation is that he gets put in, but he gets put in sometimes. Yeah, he's supposed to be a good shooter, but uh, he's we haven't seen it. Like we haven't seen him like the pop off game yet that young guys that are shooters yeah. have. We haven't seen that yet. 
Yeah, I agree. From him. But uh, that's all I have for today. If that's all you have, that's all short, I got. Man. Short episodes, guys. Uh, that's how it's gonna be until the finals are over because you know we really only have one game to talk about. Um, but you know we appreciate all you guys coming out. We appreciate the support. Um, once the off season gets going, uh, I haven't really. I don't really know what we're gonna do for this off season yet, but we'll think of something. We did it last year. We'll we'll think of something. We'll think of some cool. We'll stuff get into more do. like fun fun stuff. Yeah, we'll do some fun stuff, trivia's, quizzes, stuff like that. We'll do cool stuff like that. Redrafts. I really like we the redraft. Of, I like the I like the team rebuilds too. We only did like five. We could do yeah. so many more too. Yeah, I agree. There's still a ton of teams on the cusp, like the ones we did talk about last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, guys, hope you did enjoy. You know, be safe. Follow, like, subscribe, do whatever you got to do to show the support on your platform, wherever you're listening. We do appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter at press underscore breaker. All that amazing stuff. You guys are the goats. You guys know that. Um, and we will be back next Thursday or next Friday. Sorry, we record on Thursday. Misses me. It mixes me up every time. But uh, we we will be back on next Thursday. Me and you. Yeah. Right here. Yeah, we'll be back. But you guys will hear us next Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central. On the Press Breaker Podcast, brought to you by All You Need to Know. Stay safe, guys. Love you.